Week six of the college football season is here, and we've got picks, bad bets, locks, underdogs of the week. Welcome in. I'm Pete Mundo on HeartlandCollegeSports.com. It's always good to have you on board joining us as we talk the Big 12 Conference each and every week here on YouTube, on the podcast. And of course, for those of you listening on either of those locations, do us a solid, would you please? Would you leave a rating, review, subscribe on the podcast, and of course, hit the uh, thumbs up on YouTube. That helps this show tremendously as we keep rocking and rolling through a busy college football season. So uh, I've been doing this now all season long. I give you my lock of the week. I give you my bad bet of the week, and I give you my underdog of the week. So we've been rolling through this. As of last week, we were 6-2-1. and one on our locks, bad bets, and underdogs. Last week was not a good week for us here. I liked Kansas against Texas. Now, in fairness to me, let's be honest, Jalen Daniels didn't play. I could not have seen that coming. Not sure it would have changed a lot, but either way, I think I get a little break for that one. That was my lock, Kansas plus the points. My underdog was Iowa State plus 20. That didn't hit. What I did hit, I said avoid TCU minus 14.5 against West Virginia. Don't do it. Don't go near that game. So went 1-2 last week. So that puts me at 7-4-1 on the season thus far. So let's just start off with my bad bet of the week. My bad bet of the week is Kansas minus 2 at home against UCF. In large part because I don't know what Jalen Daniels is going to be able to do. This back injury is scaring the heck out of me. I can't figure out if he's going to play. I mean, we found out he woke up on game day, and that's why he didn't play last week against Texas. That is a tenuous situation. And people can talk up Jason Bean all they want. I watch the game. Many of you watch the game. I don't feel good about Jason Bean leading this team to Big 12 victories. I don't. I know they're at home. I know UCF is coming off a brutal loss. But that's the other thing. UCF, I mean, if UCF does what it should have done and runs the play clock down like they didn't do against Baylor, doesn't have a couple of crucial, dumb mistakes, UCF wins that game by three scores, and KU's not a two-point favorite in this game. Everyone's talking about, whoa, UCF, can you believe those guys? They dominated Baylor. Whoa, maybe a dark horse. But they screwed up the final, you know, quarter and a couple of minutes, and... Now we're looking at UCF like, oh boy, I don't know. These new Big 12 schools, they can't get it done. Not yet, at least. You watch three quarters of that game. I watch three quarters of that game. I like this UCF team. Now, they have problems on defense. I admit that. But with Jalen Daniels' health in question, I kind of say, okay, maybe this works in their favor. UCF has been really good on the ground. You look at the rushing attack of UCF, it is number one in the Big 12, and it's not even close. They're averaging 255 yards a game on the ground, 6.1 yards a carry. On the other side, Kansas has given up the second most rushing touchdowns in the Big 12, 4.3 yards a carry. That's 11th out of 14 teams. UCF is going to have a field day running the ball on KU. And, you know, with the offensive question marks, I don't know. I mean, Devin Neal might have a field day of his own, by the way. UCF is struggling to stop the run, but I would not touch KU minus two. That's my bad bet of the week. I'm not going to go near that game. 
I'm certainly not going to bet KU on that one. Uh, not, not right now. No way, no how. All right, my um, underdog of the week. My underdog of the week is Oklahoma plus six and a half against Texas. First off, the qualitative. Oklahoma lost the worst game in Red River history last year to Texas. Brent Venables remembers that. He walks around Norman. He's been reminded of that game for 364 days. He has got to get that taste out of his mouth. Now, this is a very good Texas team. Looks like the best team they've had since, you know, the Mac Brown National Championship days. That's how good this Texas team looks. But there's the qualitative, which is Brent Venables knows he's got to put everything he's got on the table in this game this year. Of course, last Big 12 matchup for these two teams. So that's notable as well. Brett Yormark's not going to be there as we've talked about. But you get the point, right? That's one end of it. The other end of it is I think Texas is really good. And what I'm about to say is not meant to disrespect Texas in any way. It's just running through the facts. Texas has gotten lucky with who they faced at quarterback. They open up the year with Rice. They play JT Daniels, who's been on like 17 different college teams. Then they take on Alabama, who's got its worst quarterback situation in over a decade. Then they go Wyoming, Baylor, and Kansas, where they played the backup quarterbacks for each of those schools. I think Texas is really good. It wouldn't surprise me if Texas is in a college football playoff. But that fact should matter. That should not be overlooked in this game. Now, I've been questioning Oklahoma's schedule as well. I mean, it has been fairly soft through five games. I'll totally admit that. Three non-conferences, none in the Power Five, Cincinnati, Iowa State, two teams probably finishing well in the bottom half of the Big 12. However, however, that Oklahoma offense is humming. Dylan Gabriel has got this thing going, and they have shown to have the best passing attack thus far in the Big 12, the deepest group of wide receivers in the Big 12. And while I question the run game, I also look at this Texas team and I say, I think some of these stats are boosted based on who they played. Texas right now ranks top three in the Big 12 in rush defense. They're number one in passing defense in the Big 12. Don't get They've got good players. But when you get three backup quarterbacks in a row, I think that's something that should be noted in this game and should be talked about in this game. And we're going to do it here at Heartland College Sports because that's what we do. And I think that other people should be having that conversation as well. So all in all, uh, there is a lot to like about Oklahoma plus six and a half. So we are on that side of things here on the show. Pete Mundo on Heartland College Sports. It is great to be here with you on the show. Appreciate you joining us and being a part of it. So let me get to my lock of the week now. My lock of the week is Texas Tech minus one at Baylor. If Baylor doesn't have the comeback that it had last week against UCF, you think this is a one-point spread? I don't. Baylor was down 35-7 to to UCF. Baylor has been a very bad, to put it politely, college football team. Texas Tech has also been pretty bad. But I think the upside for Texas Tech far exceeds the upside for Baylor. And I think we're seeing that play out, by the way. Um, 
when you actually dig in to these two teams and where we're actually at when it comes to, oh, I don't know. Look at Texas Tech. No one's really talking about it. But Texas Tech has done a pretty darn good job on the ground when they choose to run the ball, five yards a carry. Meantime, Baylor is dead last in the Big 12 in rushing defense, giving up 184 yards per game. If I am Joey McGuire, who, by the way, is going up against his former team, he'd love to tweak it to them. I am pounding that rock with Taj Brooks as best I can, right out of the gates. Let him get comfortable, then open up the passing attack for Baron Morton, and away you go, you're off to the races. I know that Blake Shapin's home and healthy, and that's good, but I think Baylor's coming off a massive high, an incredible win, you know, the greatest comeback in program history. And Texas Tech knows the loser of this game is out of the Big 12 title picture. And that would be a huge letdown considering Tech was considered a dark horse by many of us this year. Falling to two and four would be a massive disappointment for Joy McGuire and this team. So, I mean, I am just, I am on Tech minus one. I feel good about being on Tech minus one. And you know what? If you want to join me, have some fun. That'd be great. If not, that's okay too. But I'll be on that side of the thing no matter what. Uh, So Texas Tech minus one is the play. And by the way, I think the wise guys in Vegas are with me here because Baylor, it opened up at Baylor minus one. And the bets have been split about 50-50, and the line has moved to Texas Tech minus one. That's a two-point swing towards Texas Tech, despite the fact that only 48% of the bets are on Texas Tech. So uh, the wise guys there are leaning tech, and I'm on tech as my lock of the week minus one. Uh, The other games, two other games I haven't mentioned yet. Let me just give you those here as we put a bow on the show. Uh, Kansas State and Oklahoma State, that's a Friday night game. Give me K-State minus 11.5 on Friday night against an Oklahoma State team that, frankly, I just, I don't know what the heck they are. I, I don't think they're very good. I don't like them at quarterback. They lost to an Iowa State team that just got blown out by OU by 30. OU's good, but that's just way too much. Um, Kansas State is getting overlooked here because they lost that early non-conference game, so we're kind of overlooking Kansas State a little bit. But they're going to Stillwater, Friday night game, and uh, they are going to, I believe, dominate the Cowboys. So give me Kansas State minus 11.5 in that one. And if you want to look at why, if you want a little tidbit as to why, I like Kansas State in that game. How about this? Oklahoma State has a lot of trouble on offense, right? Well, they have the second worst red zone offense in the Big 12 ahead of only Iowa State, whereas K-State's got the second best red zone defense in the Big 12. When you're talking about covering an 11.5 point spread, that certainly is going to help the cause. So I'm on Kansas State minus 11.5. And then... We go to TCU and Iowa State. That game is up in Ames. Iowa State just lost a game that they led by seven at halftime at home against West Virginia. They got shut out in that second half. Kendall Bryles needs a big game for this offense. Chandler Morris, Imani Bailey. These guys have to show up in a big way, and I believe they can do it in Ames. Iowa State's defense is good. But when the expectations have been what they've been for the Iowa State defense, they are not that good. They need to be that good. And they have not been that good. So they got to 
get back to the level we're used to seeing from Iowa State in recent years. And if not, I think TCU is going to run roughshod over them. And frankly, I don't have a lot of confidence in the Iowa State offense uh, keeping up in this game. They can score a little bit when they're playing a bad team like Oklahoma State, but TCU is still a team with a lot of talent, figuring itself out, and frankly, that West Virginia loss is not a bad loss because I believe the Mountaineers have a gritty team that's going to surprise a lot of folks in the Big 12 this year. So uh, give me TCU minus six. I also like uh, that TCU defensive line against the Iowa State offensive line as the matchup to watch. TCU has gotten to the quarterback more than any other team in the Big 12 this year, 16 sacks in five games. Iowa State has given up the fewest sacks in the Big 12 so far this year. But what's interesting is Iowa State has struggled mightily on the ground running the football. They're the second worst running offense in the Big 12, whereas TCU's got the second best rushing defense in the Big 12 after Kansas State. That means it's got to be a lot of Rocco Beck trying to win you that game. And, um, I mean, he's good, but that's not the kind of position I want to put him in. But that's your best bet. TCU secondary has been very sketchy this year. But I think TCU gets a bounce-back win and covers the six-and-a-half points in this game on uh, Saturday night. So there you go. Those are the picks. You got my lock, Tech minus one, my bad bet, KU minus two. My underdog, Oklahoma, plus six and a half. And then the other games, K-State minus 11 and a half, TCU minus six. Thank you guys for being here, being a part of the show. Hey, uh, for you on the podcast, do me a solid, would you? Leave that five star before you head out. Rating, review, subscribe. That would help us out tremendously as we continue to uh, grow this show. And it takes you two seconds. And if you want, what can we do? Get you a free Heartland College Sports koozie. All you got to do is send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. And we got that koozie all lined up for you guys. We appreciate you. Go check us out on the forums as well. And we have a lot of team-based podcasts. So just search Heartland College Sports wherever you get your podcast, and uh, you'll see plenty of options for you there to check out. So thank you guys for helping grow this show, for being a part of it, and we'll talk to you soon. Have a great day.